Have you ever wanted to start a business but feel stuck and don't know how to start? I want to get you from idea to income in less than 90 days so you can change lives and make an impact while earning money. My name is Barbie Jo and welcome to Passion to Profit. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here and welcome to the Attract High Paying Clients Masterclass. For the last little bit, I want to share with you some of the roadblocks that might be present in your business and how to smash them. Okay? Because we want to get you back on your road to success like right now. We want you implementing everything that we've talked about today so you're starting to get clients coming to you. You're going to need now the next step, right? So what's next? Let's let's dive into that. And we are going to smash some of these external beliefs or roadblocks that might be standing in the way of your business and your success. I want to dive into some external objections, what I like to call roadblocks in business. Now, this was one of my biggest ones. I don't have support to follow my dreams. I did not have support. My family did not understand what it was I was trying to do. They just thought it was a cute little hobby. They did not understand the vision that I had and to the degree I wanted to build. They just didn't get it. And that's okay because I learned that you don't need anyone's stamp of approval but your own. As long as you can believe in you and what you can do and your ability to do it, that's all you need. That's all you need. So that's the point I need you to come back to is that you don't need anyone's stamp of approval but yours. Aaron says, my family and friends too. Yeah, sometimes sometimes they have a hard time understanding what it is we envision for ourselves. And that's okay. They don't have to get it as long as you get it. Okay, I want to tell you this story. This is the coolest story I've ever heard. The giraffe and the turtle. Now, this is the best analogy that I've ever heard. Now, okay, a giraffe. Let's break this down. The anatomy of a giraffe, right? They have like a 20-pound heart because it has to pump blood up to like a six to eight-foot neck, right? To get blood up that neck, they have this massive heart. If a giraffe were to lower its head, it would lose consciousness and die. So a giraffe has to keep its head high. So a giraffe's perspective is like this aerial 365 view of like everything, right? Then picture a turtle. A turtle is very close to the ground and they, you know, their head comes out of their little shell and they can look side to side. And their view of the world is a lot different. A lot different. Now, there's nothing wrong with the turtle. Their perspective is just very different than that of a giraffe. Okay? So when you are made, when you are built to be tall, be tall. If you were made to be a giraffe, 
be the giraffe because you will endanger your position when you lower your perspective, just like the giraffe. If it brings its head down, it will endanger its position. And you cannot have someone inform you of your decisions as a giraffe, especially if they're not a giraffe. You can explain a turtle a giraffe decision. You can't explain to a turtle a giraffe decision because the perspective is so different. But there's nothing wrong with the turtle. They're just reporting from their perspective. Okay, so when we are built to be tall, we need to be tall and just understand that not everybody is seeing our perspective the way we are. So I want you to say that. Be tall. Be tall. Now, society likes to compare fish to monkeys. I know. It's a stretch, right? But think about this. Every creature in this world was made to be extraordinary in its own capacity. So think about that. If we were to judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, you would spend your life in disappointment and despair because you were never able to do that thing. But do we see fish that way and think a fish has failed in life because it can't climb a tree like a monkey? No, we think fish are amazing. The fact that they can swim and hold their breath underwater, breathe underwater and like go down to the depths of the sea, like that's amazing. So then why would we bother trying to compare a fish to a monkey? right? We do the same thing in our own lives. I want you to say, I am extraordinary. Tap yourself on the chest and say it. I am extraordinary. I am a unique being and I am extraordinary in who I am, in who and how I was created. I am extraordinary. Say it out loud. Okay. Now another false belief is I just don't have time. This is a common roadblock. I just don't have time. I don't have the time to devote to my business because I'm working in my business. I don't have time to work on my business. I just don't have time. Okay, that's very common. We all have experienced that. But I want you to know that you have all the control of your time and how you're spending your time guess what? You are in control of that. So my favorite thing to do is the time journal. And I've learned that anyone who enters a master's program, this is usually the first class of the first semester. They have you do this exercise because it's that powerful. So I want you to take a notebook and I want you to log how you spend every hour of the day within a 24-hour period of time. It will tell you where you're spending your time. Kind of like you would a budget, but this is for time. It will show you how much time it is taking you to do everything in your life and how you are consuming a 24-hour day. It will also show you where you can save time, where you can fit new things in or pull things out or shave down time. It is so eye-opening to do this exercise. And you should be able to find 
at least a few hours of extra time in your day after doing this exercise. So, bam, time should not be an issue anymore. Okay, I want to share with you my bodybuilding journey. Yes, this was on my bucket list. After I had my fifth baby, I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could ever qualify to step on the stage of a bodybuilding competition. I wonder. So it was like a bucket list thing. And then I said it out loud. I was like, yeah, I would like to step on a stage of a bodybuilding competition. And then my husband was like, cool, why don't you do it? And I was like, okay, well, let's do it. At the time I lived in Mexico. That's where my husband's orchards are. That's why we live in El Paso. We're on the border of Mexico. And at the time we were living on the farm. So we were in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And I traveled into the nearest town and I remember going around to all the gyms trying to find somebody who could train me to help me reach my goal, right? I knew that had to be the first step. I needed to find a mentor, a coach, a guide, someone that could guide me to my goal because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. I was too close to the thing to have the perspective from somebody else, right? Kind of like we do in our lives. So I went around and I found somebody. Now, I didn't speak Spanish. I still don't speak very great Spanish. And he didn't speak English. So I could have been like, you know what? This isn't just, this isn't going to work out. We're not going to be able to communicate. Peace out. And I could have given up on my goal right there. But you know what? We figured it out. We figured it out. He would write out what I was supposed to do. And then I would take it home to my husband and he would translate it for me. And if I had any questions, I would write them down and then have my husband translate them. And then I would take him the questions and he could answer them. This is how we communicated for 10 weeks while he got me on my journey to my goal. Now, when we first started out, he was like, okay, it's going to take two hours a day of working out and you're going to have to eat like six meals a day. And I was like, whoa, that's going to take a ton of time. I can't do that. I don't have time. I'm a mom of five. I don't have time for this. So I could have easily walked away and been like, nope, this is not in the cards for me. I'm too busy. But I wanted the goal bad enough that I figured it out. And I was like, okay, how can I make this work? If I wake up two hours before my kids get up for school, I could have time to work out. And if I do all my meal prepping on Sunday night, I won't have to waste time in the kitchen preparing my extra meals. They'll just be like ready to go for a whole week at a time. So that's what I had to do. Did it take discipline? Yep. Did it take sacrifice? Yep. Did it work? Yes, it worked. It got me to my goal. And guess what? In 10 weeks, I stepped on a stage and I walked away with a trophy. I was shocked. I had all odds against me. I had just given birth to my fifth baby. I didn't speak the language. I didn't have any spare time. And yet, I accomplished the thing I wanted to accomplish. 
I want you to tell yourself, I have time for success. I, pat yourself again, I have time for success. I have time for success. If I want it, I can achieve it. Now, another one, another roadblock is I don't have money. I can't move forward with my business because I don't have money. And I need money to make money. I have to invest to have money, to make money, to get to where I want to be. I just don't have money. So I can't do the thing that I want to do. This is a very common roadblock. But I want you to think of scarcity versus abundant mentality. So if you're coming from a place of scarcity, you're saying things like, I can't afford it. I'm too poor. I'll never be able to have that. That's just not in the cards for me. Nope, too expensive. Can't do it. And you rule it out. It will never be for me. But if you have an abundance mentality, you're thinking, how? How can I make this work? How can I afford it? How can I do this thing that I want? That's the difference. It's a simple shift in the mind. And it changes everything. Everything. I want to tell you about my first business course. Now, let's rewind. I'm back in the day where my husband had had two failed crops. We were broke as a joke. We couldn't afford the fancy toilet paper. We couldn't even afford groceries. I was on, we were on food stamps and I knew I wanted to start my own business doing this thing, but I didn't know the first thing about business. So I wanted to take this business course and it was a lot of money. And I remember I saw the ad for it and I was like, I I need this. I need to learn this skill to help my business so I can make the money I need to make. And I got on the call with the girl and I was like, how much is it? And she told me the price and I was like, gulp, like, wow, that is a lot. That is more than we live on in three months combined. And I remember I was like, okay, okay. Well, I really, really think this is an investment. An investment that will help me get to where I want to be in my business. So I'm making the money I want to make. So is this a sacrifice right now? Yep. Will it get me a return? Yep. Do I want to do it? I sure do. So I remember I signed up for this course, right? And then... I went and told my husband and he was like, you did what? He was so mad. Oh my gosh. He was like, is that really smart? We can't even afford milk and eggs. And you went and spent all this money and maxed out our credit cards on what? A business course? And he was like, what were you thinking? And I was like, you're right. That was so irresponsible of me. And I started to feel really guilty. I was like, okay. I will, tomorrow morning, I will ask for my money back. You're right. That was irresponsible. So I called her back the next day. I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking. I need to ask for my money back. And she said, can I be honest with you? I said, yes, please. She said, you, out of anyone that I'm working with right now, need this more than they do. What you are going to learn in this course is going to take you to where you need to be 
to get you to that goal. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are so right. Like she spoke to my heart and I was like, yeah, I believe you. And so I said, okay, I'm in. And I remember going back to my husband that night at dinner and I was like, oh crap, he's not going to be happy. And he said, oh good, so did you get our money back? And I was like, yeah, about that. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead with this course. And he was like, okay, then you've got to figure out how to make this work because we can't even afford groceries right now. Okay, I will make this work. So you know what I did? I had to get scrappy. I had to get resourceful. I started selling things from around our house. I would snap pictures of them and then post them on Facebook Marketplace and sell them. So I could pay for this course. I started selling cookies. I would place cookie orders and make cookies and sell plates of cookies. And then I started, I donated plasma to make money to pay for my course because I knew I needed this information. I needed this skill set to be successful. And you know what? I made it work. I made it work. I wanted it bad enough. I made it work. I figured it out. And I was able to start creating the result I wanted. So that first business course was a huge hit. Huge. Financially and in my marriage. But you know what? I saw that end result, that goal, that trophy. and wanted to step on that stage. And wanted to learn and master that skill to take me to that goal. And I did. I did just that. I was able to do that. I was able to get us off of food stamps because of it. Was it uncomfortable for a time? Yep. Was it worth it? Yep. And I recommend it to anyone else out there. All right. The next thing, the next roadblock. Debt. Debt is bad. That's what I was told my entire life. Debt is bad. My husband and I, oh my gosh, so many fights over this. Debt is like the worst thing that can happen to you. That's what I was taught my entire life. You do not go into debt unless you absolutely have to. First of all, here are, here are two bad ideas. Okay. You can, well, let's go back to debt first before we we get into that. Debt is not bad if you are investing in yourself. Because don't you think you are a pretty good return on investment? Don't you think you could do the thing to make the goal, to win the prize? You know, people invest all the time in other things and in other people's businesses. Why not invest in your own business? Why not know that you're going to make it? Because you believe in yourself. You know your work ethic. You know what your goals are. You know your determination and your drive. I, In fact, I presented this to my husband recently. He was going to invest a large amount of money into another company. He wanted to invest it outside. And I said, why don't you invest it with me? I'll give you a much better return on your investment. And he kind of laughed at me like, yeah, okay, sure. 
And I was like, no, I'm serious. Why not invest it with me? And you know what? He did. He, he actually did. And he is going to make so much more money investing it on me in my business than he ever would outside in other people's businesses. And so you need to view debt. Yes, consumer debt, sure, that can be bad. That can be a drain. That can repress you. But if it's debt for you to achieve something and to reach the next level, it is not debt. It is an investment. That's what it is. It is an investment. Okay. Now I want you to think of these two ideas really quick. These are two very bad ideas. Number one, doing nothing. And number two, doing it by yourself. Now, number one, doing nothing is a really bad idea because you won't get anywhere. You will stay exactly where you are today. If you are content with where you are today, great. Great. Stay there. But doing nothing will not propel you forward. It will not make you take those next steps. You will stay where you are. There will be no discomfort. You will be comfortable. You will be in that place of content and complacency. There will be no purpose to drive, no no reason to explore the unknown. But that's a really bad idea because nothing will change in your business, in your life. Or you can do it by yourself. And that is a bad idea because yes, you can read all the information you want, take all the courses you want, but until you're actually applying, implementing, and having somebody coach you, watch over you, making sure you're doing it correctly, it's not going to help you. And that we shouldn't have to do anything alone. Think about uh, an athlete. If they want to get good at a sport, what do they do? Do they read books on it? A doctor wants to get good at a certain procedure. What do they do? Do they just read books on it? And then that's it? Then they can just kind of figure it out as they go? No. They have to hire a coach or a professor, a teacher, a mentor, somebody to oversee them to make sure they're executing it correctly, right? I used to always say practice makes perfect. When we practice the piano every day, oh, we hated to practice the piano. And my mom used to always say, practice makes perfect. You got to practice. And it wasn't until I learned that's not true. Perfect practice makes perfect. Because I could practice the same song over and over and over again, but if I'm not doing it right, it's not going to make me better. So perfect practice makes perfect. And you need somebody to make sure you're doing it perfectly to become perfect at it. I want you to say, I will invest in me. Say it to yourself. I will invest in me. That's where I want you to be. I want you to be so sure of your ability to accomplish your goal that you would invest in you and believe 100% you will get a return on your investment. Because you know what? You're a go-getter. You're an action taker. You know what it takes and you're going to do it. You will do what you are told and how you are supposed to do it. So you will see results. So I want you to say, I will invest in me because you are your single most important investment 
you could ever make. Okay, hopefully we were able to uncover and debunk all of our roadblocks. We all have them. They all show up for ourselves. I just read this article. It's really good. And it was about the two things, the do nothing or the do it yourself. I'll read it to you while you guys are typing. It says, okay, many people bury their heads in the sand and do nothing. This is why it's a really bad idea and leads to your dire consequence fast. So here's why doing nothing is the absolute worst thing you can do. Example, here's why choosing to put off cleaning your gutters another season can cost you $100,000 over the next several years. Think about letting it ride and just failing to adjust your portfolio against runaway inflation. It could decimate your retirement savings long before you retire because you're not acting upon it, right? Or here's why to save a few bucks is worse than doing nothing. Using a cheap gutter cover system might actually be worse than doing nothing, right? It might crumble and fall as though you you didn't even have a gutter. Um, here's why going to your local GNC in a strip mall to buy over-the-counter testosterone supplements or to wait for a two-for-one coupon could destroy your health instead of getting the right stuff from the right person. Okay? These are examples. Or there's the do-it-yourself. I can figure this out on my own. Let me tell you from experience, I tried to do that because I needed to save a buck or two. And by doing it on your own will cost you so much time and such a steep learning curve that will end up costing you more time and more money in the long run. And they share this story. Truth is, if you were going to fix it yourself, you would have had it done already. But if you didn't get off the couch and brush the Cheeto dust off your shirt and actually do something, there's a really bad idea compared to the new opportunity. All right. So doing it yourself, doing it alone, or doing it the cheap way or doing nothing are really bad ideas and will end up costing you more in the long run. That was in an article from my marketing mentor. And I actually, from my own life experience, have found those all three to be very true. All right. Does anyone have any questions? You guys have been awesome. We have learned so much. We've gone over so, so much. I'm sure you have a list of things you're ready to implement in your own businesses. And I'm so excited for you to start attracting those high-paying clients because soon you're going to have to build a team. Soon, you're going to have to make sure your legal is in place, your bookkeeping is in place, and that you are getting in front of the right people, in front of the right people. Some of you might be stuck still on a certification, right? That is also something we offer in our program. And then if you want to be prestigious in your profession and be seen as an expert and an industry leader, you could be featured in our magazine on the cover of our magazine. And how cool would that be to show a prospective client, oh, here, I was just published in this magazine. 
there would be no questions on the table for them. They would be like, I want to hire you now. All right, Liz said, I would also say to my students, just do it. Like Nike. I love that. Just do it. Don't stand in your way and just do it. And remember, bumps come in the road. Curveballs hit. That's normal. That's life. That's to be expected. But know that everything is figure outable. And it's just the road you choose to figure it out. And I highly suggest you don't try to do it alone. Find somebody who's gone there, who's done that, and that can lead you to the goal that you would like to achieve. All right. Cool. Can you give another example of the elevator pitch? Yes. Yes. So um, there was a hairstylist and she was uh, meeting people at a party. And she said, instead of just saying, oh, I'm a hairstylist, maybe she said, I'm a hairstylist and I help women feel 10 years younger by simply giving them the perfect shade of hair color. Like, Bam, sold in one sentence. I want to look 10 years younger. What? How does she do that with hair color? You know, so it kind of creates curiosity and yet it answers their question of what it is they want. So you would think, what is the finished result that they're looking for? What is that end result? Yes, they want an organized pantry, but what's the end result? They want it beautiful. They want to be proud of their home. They want to feel peace. They want their life to function smoothly. Pick one of, or two of those and piece those into your elevator pitch. Great question, Vanessa. So then you're saying, hi, I'm Vanessa. I am a home organizer and I help XYZ. And so they're like, wow, I want a functioning household. I want smooth systems that serve my life. Like those could be sentences in your elevator pitch. So anytime you meet people, which I hope you're meeting lots of people on a weekly basis, and you're telling them who you are and what they what you do, you're creating a lot of curiosity. And then you're offering also a solution that people will want more of. Okay. Good question. Great question, Vanessa. And it takes a minute or two to craft your elevator pitch. And it will take some tweaking here and there. But you want to be very specific on who you are, what it is you do, and what you offer. Like who you help and what you offer. So you can get very specific. Very specific. But you want to sell them the end result. That's what you do. The end result is what you do. You don't say... I fold and I alphabetize and I color code. No, you say, I offer you calm from chaos. I offer you peace from overwhelm. I systematize your life so it functions for your lifestyle. That's what you want to say. Great question. Okay, give it up for Vanessa. Thank you. Anyone else have any questions? I would say educate, educate, educate whenever, wherever you can. Get in front of groups where you can educate them on what you do and how you do it. So more people are like, oh, that's awesome. That's a career. I can hire you to do that. That's what we need more of. Educate. 
So if you can get in front of uh, church groups, networking groups, uh, moms groups, whatever, get in front of as many people as you can, whenever you can, and offer to educate. Offer. Okay. You're welcome, Vanessa. All right. If there are no more questions, I'll let you guys go. I hope to see you in my calendar. I hope I get a chance to talk with you on the phone and have a little strategy session so I can help you with your business. That would be so fun. You guys have been amazing. Thank you for hanging out with me all day. You guys are awesome. All right. Don't be strangers. Hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. If you loved it, please let us know so we can create more content that will be useful to you. We would also like to invite you to our free masterclass on attracting high paying clients. Just visit barbiejoe.com to register for our next free masterclass so you can start filling your calendar with high paying clients and step into a full-time business and not just a hobby. We want to show you how to make more money in less time.